This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome back to another episode of The Slice Podcast. This week, we are talking about email advertising and newsletter building. Uh, It'll likely be a two-part since email is a big one. There's a lot to cover here. We're going to go over how to get people into your newsletter list, how to engage them in a thoughtful way, and how to monetize all of those contacts that you ultimately build. So let's dive in for part one. All right, so before we dive in, I first want to reiterate how big newsletters are. They are extremely big as in 3.9 billion email accounts and 300 billion emails sent per day. Yeah, there's a lot of emails flying around. If you're a human being alive in the world today, you know this. So um, this is a place where people are clicking all the time. And the open rates kind of on average, obviously depends on the industry and depends on the type of email, kind of hover around 20 to 30% with most click-throughs around 3%. Compare this to social media, which is a third of that. We get 1% average click-through rate if someone promotes a product on Instagram. So a lot higher click-through and something that people spend a lot of time going through um, is their email. So I think almost more importantly than all of that is the fact that once you get someone in your newsletter, you own that relationship. If you build your audience on one of these social platforms, and not saying that you shouldn't do that too, but the tech overlords have that authority to change the algorithm at any moment, and then you can lose your reach overnight. So um, this is why people like Alex Garcia, he, he founded Marketing Examined, and I think that's worth checking out, so I'll link it below. But He calls this a rented audience because at any point the landlords can jack up the rent and you suffer, but not with emails. So email lets you talk directly to your people. And maybe this is why Andreessen Horowitz paid $15 to get in with the newsletter hosting platform Substack, right? So there's definitely something to it, so it's important. But how do you get people to care about your newsletter? So I think the wrong way to go about it, and it's kind of the most common way, is just to put a form on your website that says, hey, join join our newsletter. There's no reason to join. There's no value add exchange. There's, it's just, hey, join our newsletter because why not? Because we want your email. So I think that's the wrong way to go about it. Not to say that you can't do that. I've done that. And you can get a few trickling in here and there. But if you want to start to build up a um, an email list that is going to be substantial enough that it's valuable, it's a valuable asset to you, I think there are more thoughtful ways. So basically, let's go into these. So you might think of them as lead magnets. Some people refer to them as high-value content offers. But essentially, you're trying to offer something in exchange for that email address. And this is the same when we get to actually building out the newsletter. It's the same premise. You want to be giving value 
in exchange for well, value because you you value that person's contact and so you need to give away something of value and you value that person opening your emails and reading your content and staying part of your community and so therefore you need to continue to deliver value to them. So what does this look like? I think the best way to go about this is to create a high value content offer so that's something on your site that can be exchanged for an email. So some of the different versions of this might be quizzes, cheat sheets, ebooks, webinars, course, maybe a crash course, even even one of those little coupon spinners, you know, where it's like, oh, I'm wondering what I'm going to get out of this. So I'm going to give you my email on the off chance that I get a coupon. Those convert really well. Maybe an exclusive video or some sort of content or even an, a ticket to an event. So let's just say for an example, you go with a downloadable ebook. I think that's a really easy place to start. You can create some sort of valuable piece of content and turn it into an ebook. And you can even use a tool like Canva you could do for this. You could also do Designer, D-E-S-I-G-N-R-R. And it's a really way a really easy way to create ebooks and lead magnets. So yeah, I'll talk more about that in in part two where we cover how to like grow your newsletter. But just for starters, let's say you create some ebook and the first point is it needs to have a really attention grabbing headline that packs a punch with a bunch of value where it's like, oh yeah, this is a no-brainer. This is something that I care about, that I want to read, and I'll and my email is something I'm willing to part with for it. So think in terms of your n- niche, whatever product or service you're offering. What are the problems that that customer faces, and how can you be the person to answer some of those questions in an interesting way that gets them to download? Um, and you got to make sure that the headline is really alluring because it pretty much all comes down to the headline. So. I let's take a look at some examples of headlines. So these are some frameworks that I borrowed from Sabri Subi. He wrote uh, "Sell Like Crazy," which is also a pretty good read if you're curious and goes into a lot of this stuff. And I definitely recommend if you are uh, kind of getting up and running, selling something. So he he says these are time timeless formulas for headlines. So these are not my own. These are Sabri Subis. So X ways to achieve desirable thing without doing undesirable thing. So example, six ways to get washboard abs without doing a single sit-up. Another example, do difficult thing in specific period of time, even if shortcomings. So example, pay off your mortgage in seven years, even if you have a modest income. Next, achieve desirable thing like an expert even without something unexpected. Example, paint masterpieces like Picasso without ever having a single lesson. Next, how to eliminate biggest problem without doing the thing they hate with within specific time frame. So how to eliminate your muffin top without giving up the foods you love within 21 days or less. So these are high converting formulas to create a subject line. Um, You also don't have to follow those subject lines exactly. You could use some of those newly sharpened copywriting tools from our previous episode um, and some of those headline tests. 
But obviously, you can test yourself, see what converts better, do some A-B tests and see. But the idea is you are creating, you know, maybe an ultimate guide into how to how to solve some sort of problem. And the person wants that guide, so they're going to give you their email so that they can learn from you. So this is a high-value content offer. When you're creating the offer on your actual website, you want people are visual. If you can show some sort of peek inside as to what it's going to look like or, you know, do a little mock of a iPad flipping through the pages so they can see what that looks like if if that's your value. If you if you have another content offer that's a video, you know, show it with the play button and just have it be, you know, maybe locked out. So people need to see a visual representation of of your value. And then you you have your headline over to the side and a little description and then the place where they can put their email and obviously a call to action. So this is this is kind of the basic building blocks for getting people into your funnel. Other ways though that I want to call out the way I built my email list first was I was doing a bunch of in-person events and I got thousands of emails from that because I made people sign a waiver and I collected the email and it was outlined in the waiver that uh, we needed to send you a copy uh, via email. You can also ask people in events to sign up for your newsletter and you can explain why. You can even buy an existing newsletter. So there's a website called Deuce. D-U-U-C-E, I think. Let me see how many U's they have. Yes, Deuce. Deuce Newsletter. Uh, D-U-U-C-E. And I'll link it below. You can buy an existing newsletter. You can see if it's in your niche, and then you can repurpose it to your own liking, which is great. So those, there are other ways, but I think the most streamlined and efficient and and what you should implement anyway is a place on your website for people to opt in. Obviously, if you're a restaurant or something like that, you can text them after they order and say, hey, opt in for 15% off, 20% off. But you want to communicate some sort of value so you can get that email into your system. So then now we ask, okay, what? where do we want to put these email addresses? So what, in essence, where are you going to build your newsletter? There's a bunch of options. I'm going to go through five, Just, but you don't want to overly complicate it. If you're unsure, just pick one and get moving. I, I might recommend ConvertKit. But let's say number one, Ghost, G-H-O-S-T, and I'll link all these below. Number two, convert kit. It's a little bit more involved, but has more capabilities. uh, Number three, MailChimp. I I think it's the most popular, I would say. And it's good if you have under, maybe under 5,000, under 3,000 emails. It's an okay place to just get started. Um, It's not my favorite, though. Number four, SendFox. And number five, Drip. So, yes, those are... um, I think uh, SendFox, I hear good things. It's free, which is great. So you could also just start there. Drip is better for like if you have interesting sequences of what you want to automate. Like I need this email to go out after a person takes this action. And then 
if they do this, they stay in the email. If they do that, they get out. So like more complicated chains, Drip is really good for. But you don't need to complicate it. And I also would not recommend doing Substack because they own it and you don't own that relationship. So now you need to decide, okay, what am I going to talk about? You know, now that I have someone in my email address and we're going to talk more about strategies to actually get them to opt in. But what are you going to discuss? You know, people are giving you their time and energy. So you need to provide some sort of value. So if you take a look at the best newsletters, the best paid newsletters, a lot of them are on culture, on babies, on website, uh, website forms. So basically any category you can think of, like let's let's look at here are the top five five paid political, there's top five paid political, top five most popular business ones. And sometimes you know people are willing to pay 50 bucks a month for a business newsletter. Whereas, and, th- and this is getting into paid newsletters. Sorry, I'm kind of jumping around a little bit. Um, there, are, there are paid newsletters and there are free newsletters. A paid newsletter is um, when someone values your content so much, they are paying for it. A free newsletter is typically monetized either through selling your own products and services or through affiliate advertisements or you know, general sponsorships. So um, how, do we, how do we get to a place where we can even monetize? Um, there's a few steps. Number one, you got to pick your niche. Number two, you got to come back to your why and own it and l- let it shine through all of your content. It's why you're doing what you're doing. Next is you got to set up that attractive landing page and value proposition, which we talked about. Fourth is going to be write simply. And if you can't do that, you need to hire a writer. When you're writing newsletters, they need to be simple. Number five, you need to deliver value consistently on a predictable cadence. Doesn't matter what your cadence is. If it's once a week, that's fine. If it's once a month, that's fine. Just make sure you stick to it. And then number six, you got to grow the subscriber base. So let's break those down into subcategories. So picking your niche. If you aren't uh, starting a newsletter business, and you're just using your newsletter to complement your business, this will be super easy. You pick a topic that people within your ideal customer base would want to hear about. So it's pretty simple. If, however, you're starting a newsletter business for its own sake, which is certainly possible, or maybe you're breaking off your existing email and trying to, your email list and trying to create a whole new business around serving that customer in a kind of cross-sell effort where you're building a new newsletter to serve them in some other way. You got to make sure you pick something that you enjoy enough to write about um, unless you're hiring a writer. And you should try to niche down your niche. So business, for example, is a little bit too broad in my opinion. Instead, you can focus on tips and tricks. You could say like marketing tips and tricks that are less than $1,000. to, And that really niches it down to like, oh yeah, that's like small business marketers who are looking for ways to grow their side hustle or their soul prop or their gig working, you know, et cetera. So yeah, you can always build one broader uh, or you can always like broaden your topics after you've niched down, I I should say. Um, But I think it's starting specific is going to be easier to get people to convert and to care early on. So if you um, 
there's different types of newsletters. You can go content curation or content creation. If you're curating, you're bringing together things that are already out there, but they're interesting. And so your value is the fact that you're synthesizing them into one place where people don't need to go search for answers. You're kind of delivering it for them or content creation where you're you're generating the content yourself. So if you're going the curation route, I think it could be harder, but there's actually a website that you should check out. And maybe you do some sort of combination where you say like, oh, here's you know some interesting things related to the niche at the end of the article that you write. But check out Feedly if you're unfamiliar with it, F-E-E-D-L-Y. I'll link it in the description. It's a great way to filter topics on the web and uh, it does it for you. So it'll it also help you brainstorm topics to discuss. And if not, you can just directly link out to those articles that it helps you find. All right, so that's kind of uh, p- picking the niche and sticking in the niche. The next step was coming back to your why, which I think is important when you're actually making the content itself. So um, you'll probably feel over overwriting um, in certain days if you're doing a weekly newsletter especially. So you need to have a sustainable why. Why am I doing this? Is it because I'm educating others on X, Y, and Z? Is it because um, I am just uh, wanting to make more money? You know, And maybe that's motivating to you, but maybe it's not compelling enough. So the why is going to make it easier for others to get on board too. So if you are delivering really important messages about X, Y, and Z problem. Um, that's going to be more motivating for you intrinsically, but also more motivating for others to join. So just keep your why in mind. It's pretty obvious, but um, I think worth mentioning. So next is set up an attractive landing page and structure your value proposition. We talked a little bit about this, I know, in the beginning, but um, when you're thinking about your structure... You really don't need to reinvent the wheel if you're making a landing page for your newsletter. So I would do follow people like I would follow people who are killing it already and just piggyback off what seems to be working. So if you're looking for examples, I I think Morning Brew is like one of the biggest newsletters. Just go to their landing page and look at how instantly it communicates value of joining. It says become smarter in just five minutes. And then they explain it, get the daily email that makes reading the news actually enjoyable, stay informed and entertained for free. Like that's a really compelling value uh, proposition because it's talking about a transformation. Like I'm becoming a better version of myself. I'm becoming smarter through that. So yeah, I think that's a great one to check out. The rebooting you can check out. Um, That's on Substack. Trends, trends trends.co, they have a good landing page. And then Contrarian Thinking, Cody Sanchez, uh, contrariandthinking.co. She has a really good buy-in. It says, your financial and mental freedom starts here. Sign up for Contrarian Thinking, freeing your mind and growing your bank account through our weekly newsletter. So her whole thing is become uh, financially free so you can be philosophically free. So uh, again, compelling. You You can also just take a look at how they advertise and how they set up their that landing page and how simple it is and how it's very obvious where the opt-in is. Just all of these things. The more you look at the people who are doing it well, you can just model off of those people. You know, you use 
action-oriented call to actions. You use large can't-miss-it opt-ins. You make it attractive, and you make the benefit of joining really obvious. So yeah, I think uh, it's I think it's important. And if you have your own business with its own, let's say, e-commerce page, and you're like, oh, I don't want to make a whole separate landing page, it still might be worth creating a separate landing page if you're going to maybe do advertisements to that newsletter and you can get creative on your opt-ins to your actual website you know maybe it's that coupon spinner or an ebook and etc all those different lead magnets we talked about before those can exist simultaneously while also building a landing page to your newsletter um all right so next we have two more and then um next week we'll cover how to actually grow your newsletter but um so this is just the steps of creating the newsletter itself. So write simply, and if you can't, hire a good writer. So we already stated uh, in a previous episode that copywriting is kind of a must. So if you can't write all that effectively, you got to outsource it. And if you're unsure, if you're a good writer, you probably aren't, just to be honest. Eh. But you can always test your copy with small-scale social ads and see how they convert. If you don't have the budget to outsource, read a lot of books. Spend, a, spend an hour a day at least practicing and go back to that marketing examples resources we, we shared before, marketingexamples.com by Harry Dry. I would read the book uh, Sell Like Crazy by Sabri Subi. And I would, um, I would also, yeah, go back to our copywriting episode and, and listen to a bunch of those tips I think would be helpful. So that's, that's, Learning how to synthesize information in a simple way, which I'm probably not doing all the best in this episode, but um, bringing uh, it's it, it's even more important in in your writing because it needs to be really succinct and easy to follow and hook people uh, so that they give you their attention. Um, Sabri in that book actually even mentions he says attention is not earned; it's hijacked. You really have to just like go in and grab the customer. So yeah, that's just an important reminder when you're writing your newsletter, write simply. And if you cannot, hire a good writer. All right. So uh, the next important reminder when starting a newsletter is deliver value consistently. So words are super powerful. And if you use them, you can deliver serious value. So make sure your content is incredibly oriented toward delivering true value to the reader don't as in like don't spam them and they actually say that after nine times of delivering value without asking for anything in return then you can get your one ask so that would be if you have a newsletter you have all these different products that you sell you have nine newsletters where you're just giving free information free value and then maybe on your 10th email you say hey here's a coupon i'd love for you to check out my store so I guess just as an exercise, you can go and write down the different newsletters that you yourself actually open. And if it's none, maybe ask yourself, why am I not opening any of these? Or why am I not opting into any of these? And if you do read some of them, write a sentence, um, a short sentence on why you like it. And then maybe try to distill that into one adjective. So for example, it might be funny, it might be deep, it might be researched. It might be, um, you know, inspiring. So that is going to be the value that that particular newsletter is delivering to you consistently. So you can do the same with the reverse 
with what you um, opt out of and what you don't like. So focus on finding what you like. I don't know if we've talked about the finger snap explanation, you know, where it's like you snap your fingers and you're like, oh, oh, that's the guy or gal who does. And then you snap your finger and you do such such. That's what sometimes they call this. Oh, it's like your reputation, you know, your snap finger explanation of, oh, I go to that person for this or I go to that newsletter for this. And so see if there is some sort of commonality between the ones you opt out of for newsletters, the ones you opt into, and the ones that you actually read and enjoy and like, and try to see, okay, what's this value? What do I care about? What And then what value can I deliver to other people? Um, the next step that we outlined is uh, pretty simple. It's pick a cadence and stick to it. So if it's weekly, bi-weekly, daily, etc. And the last step is grow the subscriber base. So there's a lot to dive in there. We're going to dive into viral loops, tech stack, and all. So we'll do that next week. But just as a wrap-up, um, I think the steps to forming a newsletter is pick a niche, come back to your why, set up an attractive landing page and value proposition, start to write simply, and if you can't hire a good writer, deliver value consistently on a predictable cadence, and then work to grow the subscriber base. So not only that, we talked about creating a high-value content offer that is also going to come into play in growing the subscriber base, but I just wanted you to get a general picture of having some sort of valuable content within an engaging headline, and then next week we will dive into the hows of growing the newsletter, which is exciting. So stay tuned next week. If you're enjoying the podcast, share it, please. And thank you so much for listening. We appreciate each and every one of you. Have a good week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Sliced Podcast. If you enjoyed listening, we would love for you to share this little slice of insight with your friends. See you next week.